In the Garden of Beasts explores several crucial years in Berlin through the eyes of the U.S. ambassador and his family. Their experiences serve as both a cautionary tale about the insidiousness of evil and a harbinger of the hard realization that the rest of America was forced to make in a few short years. In 1933, George Messersmith, U.S. Consul General in Berlin, awaited the naming of a new ambassador amid increasing brutality, fanaticism, and corruption under the Nazi regime. Messersmith was frustrated that no one back home realized how bad it was. Most U.S. officials figured that Adolf Hitler would become more moderate over time. Their chief concern was getting Germany to pay back $1.2 billion owed to U.S. bondholders in the aftermath of World War I. Hitler talked of paying, but Messersmith thought he was just buying time to rearm Germany while making empty pledges of peace. William Dodd, longtime chairman of the History Department at the University of Chicago, was also feeling dispirited. He wanted more time to work on a massive history of his native Old South. He thought obtaining an easy diplomatic post might allow him more time to write. But he decided that he was not duplicative enough to be a diplomat and let the idea drop. In June of 1933, much to Dodd's surprise, President Franklin D. Roosevelt offered him the ambassadorship in Berlin. Ambassadors usually were wealthy and well-connected, which Dodd was not, though he spoke German and studied in Leipzig. He accepted at the urging of his wife, Martha, who hoped the post would give him the feeling of achievement he was not getting from teaching. Dodd did not know that State Department insiders— almost all from moneyed East Coast families, were unhappy because he was not one of what they called their pretty good club. They complained he was not fit for the job. Before sailing for Europe, Dodd conferred with Roosevelt, who said he was personally appalled by the German treatment of Jews, but could do little about it. He feared any attempt to intervene would make the situation worse. He pointed out that U.S. citizens strongly opposed involvement in foreign countries, and did not favor allowing more immigration, even by persecuted people, while jobs were scarce. He too brought up the $1.2 billion Hitler owed U.S. bondholders, which could bolster the faltering U.S. economy. They discussed how Dodd planned to live within his $17,500 annual salary, a principle Roosevelt applauded. Dodd hoped that he could be a moderating influence on Hitler, and that Germany simply was suffering growing pains during its rebirth. Dodd also met with Jewish representatives, who were the first to tell him that four men turned down the ambassadorship before his name came up. The Dodds set sail with their daughter, Maddie, and their son, Bill Jr., arriving in Berlin on July 13, 1933. Maddie, 24, an aspiring writer, chose to leave her job as assistant literary editor at the Chicago Tribune and her lover, poet Carl Sandberg, for adventure in Berlin. Maddie found Berlin to be beautiful and energetic, with lots of nightlife. The family liked to walk in the Tiergarten, or Garden of Beasts, a large park with a zoo. Maddie had married a banker named Bassett somewhat secretly, and was about to divorce. She hung out with Berlin's foreign correspondents and was introduced to ebullient Putzi Hanfenstengel, a pal of Hitler's. He became one of her string of lovers and admirers, who included the writer Thomas Wolfe, Prussian prince Louis Ferdinand, 
French diplomat Armand Berard, German World War I flying ace Ernst Udet, and head of the Gestapo Rudolf Diels.